Welcome to Perimenopology, where we explore and converse about what it means to transition out of the young, hot, fertile, and fuckable box that our society labels as most worthy when you were socialized as a woman. Around here, we're all about body literacy and talking about the topics that society tells us are unimportant or inappropriate. I'm Michelle Kapler, reproductive acupuncturist, Chinese medicine practitioner, and master feminist confidence coach, and you've got episode number 15. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Perimenopology. Before I get into today's episode, I want to make a quick announcement. This episode is brought to you by my Perimenopause Body Image Confidence Starter Pack. If you've been loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to dive deeper into this work, this is a great way to get started for free. It's a little collection of tools that I've created that you can start applying today to help you feel more confident when it comes to your body as you navigate this transition. It's free and it's available right now. Just head to the show notes or to michellecapler.com forward slash starter to get instant access today. So for today's episode, I want to tell you all about a concept that I learned from a fellow coaching colleague. I sent her a message and asked her permission to use this concept and to make it into a tool for my clients and she gave her permission. Just to give her full credit, her name is Krista St. Germain, and she's a grief coach for widowed moms. So she is wholly familiar with helping people process all sorts of uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. If you want to learn more about Krista, I'll put her info in the show notes so you can find and follow her there. So this concept is a bingo card of thoughts and feelings. I'm going to talk about it as the body image bingo card from now on as we go forward as I make it into this tool. As we move through the process of experiencing this change in our hormones and our bodies and the way our bodies are working and behaving and what they're doing or not doing, a lot can come up around body image and we can have a lot of thoughts about our bodies. There are many factors that influence the way we view our bodies through perimenopause, including highly individual factors such as your upbringing or the messaging that your parents or family members taught you about your body. But there are a few universal factors that I talk about in my work that influence how we see our bodies as they're changing. And those factors are diet culture, anti-fat bias, healthism, and wellness culture. I elaborate on those things fully in episode five, and I'll put it in the show notes in case you want to check it out and get my full spiel on all of those things. So what this means is that, yes, we all have individual factors that will determine how we see our bodies through this transition, which will affect our own unique relationship to body image. But because we're all influenced by the factors that I mentioned above, all of us will tend to get similar thoughts and feelings that come up around our bodies as a result of these influences. And what I see in my clinical patients and coaching clients, especially as we're just beginning to do this work and becoming aware of our minds being influenced by messaging that we don't actually agree with, we often find that this cognitive dissonance can occur. And I'll explain what I mean by this. So let's take weight gain around perimenopause, for example. If you're listening to this podcast, it's likely that you're questioning this idea that a person has to be as thin as possible in order to be healthy or in order to be a worthy human or both. And at the same time, we are all still influenced by this conditioning that we receive through these various value systems that I mentioned earlier. And so even though people may intellectually know that they don't actually agree with this idea that a person's worth and value are determined by their ability to make their body as small as possible, we still get some thoughts and feelings that come up around it. To give you an idea of what this might sound like, I hear my clinical patients and coaching clients often say things like this. I know that it's normal to gain some weight in perimenopause or menopause. 
I know that I'm doing all of these behaviors that I believe are adding value to my health and my life. And this is where my body is just naturally ending up. And I like this idea of body acceptance. And I want to be less consumed by the idea of being as thin as possible. But I'm still so terrified and filled with dread about going up a size or a few sizes or accumulating belly fat. And I'm still so tempted to go on these extreme diets to try to quote unquote, prevent this. And From this cognitive dissonance, we make ourselves wrong for having these thoughts. We tell ourselves that we should know better. We tell ourselves that we're bad feminists if we have these thoughts and feelings. And I've thought that a lot personally, just so you know. We tell ourselves that we aren't making progress because we still have the urge to control the size of our bodies, even though we intellectually know that doing what it would take to accomplish this is not worth the cost to us. We tell ourselves that we're part of the problem if we're having these thoughts and feelings. We tell ourselves that we're perpetuating diet culture if we have these thoughts and feelings. And the one that comes up in my head a lot is that I'm setting a bad example for my daughter. So I'm going to tell you about the body image bingo card, but I want to share a little story about me first. It was about a year ago that I started to seriously unpack my body image and weight stuff. I was in the advanced certification in feminist coaching with Carlo and Thiel, and we were learning about healthism and diet culture and anti-fat bias. For some time before that, I was questioning this idea that I should be able to control my health outcomes through lifestyle medicine. I grew up hearing this concept of if your body gets sick or experiences disease or does something unpleasant or inconvenient, it was probably related to eating the quote unquote wrong foods or some kind of other quote unquote incorrect lifestyle practice. I spent many years, in fact, the majority of my adulthood, being very strict with my eating because I thought it would create negative health comes or I'd be unable to solve my current health problems if I ate the quote unquote wrong foods. And the interesting thing is that the further in depth I lived by this value system, the more narrow and narrow my food choices became, the more obsessed I became, the more stress and fear I experienced around food and lifestyle and quote unquote, getting it all right. And in hindsight, I can see that it all just made my health problems worse. The stress of everything did not help at all. So about a year ago, I realized that my body was beginning to experience changes related to perimenopause. My sleep changed, my menstrual cycles changed, my skin changed, the size and shape of my body started to change. And after a lot of questioning and coaching in the program that I was in, I decided that I wanted to do a little experiment. And I wanted to answer the question, what would it be like to go into my perimenopausal years without all of the restriction and stress around my lifestyle behaviors and my diet? Would it actually change my health outcomes? So as a gluten-free, dairy-free, nightshade-free, nut-free, soy-free, alcohol-free, processed, sugar-free human, I added back all of the foods that I had been so terrified of consuming for the better part of a decade with the intention of just seeing what happens. And what happened for me is that not much changed with my health. Yes, my body continued along the same gradual path into perimenopause. I got a little bit doughier around the middle, but I won't ever really know if that might have just happened anyway as a result of the hormone changes happening. Now, I want to take a moment and acknowledge that this was my own individual story. 
I'm not advocating for people to eat foods that they know are harmful to them. For example, if you have celiac disease, you should most definitely not consume gluten. This is my own experiment with an N of one, and I don't know what's best for you. Only you can be the expert on what's best for you. The reason why I'm telling you this story is so I can offer the next part. I went into this experiment knowing that if I gave myself unconditional permission to eat anything I wanted, it might result in weight gain or weight redistribution as a result of the dietary changes. And I went into it knowing that I might experience changes in my health. I also knew that these things might happen anyway, no matter what I do, because perimenopause. I also knew that I was choosing this on purpose, and I liked my reasons. Unlike my experience of the decade before, when I was buying into diet and wellness culture and living by principles that I didn't actually really agree with. And here's the part where I tie this back to my original teaching of the episode. Just because I was doing this experiment for reasons that I liked, just because I had a lot of knowledge about bodies and perimenopause and diet culture and healthism, just because I had a very clear picture about being an example of what was possible and wanting to do that, didn't mean that my brain still didn't offer me thoughts like, see, you're getting fat, every time I cringed when my husband ran his hand over my hip. It didn't mean that I wouldn't still take a moment and pause and check in with how thin I was every time I walked by a mirror. It didn't mean that I wasn't still consistently evaluating the size and shape of my body, and I would notice myself doing it. I would catch myself, and immediately the thought that would come into my head was, you should know better. And I would make myself wrong for having these thoughts and the anxiety that inevitably followed having these thoughts. And here's the thing. This is a very human thing that happens. It's called cognitive dissonance. And it's where we intellectually know where we want to be going. We have knowledge of where we might want to get to in terms of our body image. But that doesn't mean that those old thoughts, those old value systems, and those very old, well-worn neural pathways aren't still there. So if we knew that weight gain and fat redistribution and insomnia and mood swings and hot flashes and changes in libido and menstrual changes are all part of a normal perimenopausal transition, and those things have no relationship to our inherent human worthiness, or how good a partner or spouse we are, or our value, or whether or not we're quote unquote doing something wrong, it doesn't mean that we still don't have thoughts like, I'm doing this wrong, I'm failing, my partner will stop loving me, I'm inconveniencing those that I love. So this bingo card that I talked about earlier is something that it can help us bridge the gap between where we are now and where we want to be by showing us that these painful thoughts and feelings about our bodies changing are actually just part of the process. Just because we are having the thoughts and feelings doesn't mean that we're doing it wrong. It just means that we're in it. So I love this idea of a bingo card where you get to think about all the thoughts and feelings about your body that might come up during the perimenopausal transition and know that your bingo card will be different from other bingo cards. Actually make a bingo card for yourself. And when those thoughts and feelings do come up, it's more like, oh, this is happening. I'm thinking this. It's part of the process. I'm just in it. As opposed to, yeah, I should know better. I'm going to tell you some of the things that are on my perimenopausal body image bingo card. 
checking myself in the mirror, putting on an outfit that used to fit me and beating myself up for it being too small, feeling less inclined to have sex with the lights on, experiencing urges to diet or restrict food, having a bad night's sleep, snapping at my husband for something that has nothing to do with the reason why I'm feeling upset, needing to shut myself in the bathroom for a moment just to collect my thoughts and breathe, experiencing anxiety, experiencing dread, experiencing repulsion. And because all of these things are on my bingo card, I can recognize that this is all just part of the process, that these painful thoughts and feelings are actually just a part of my journey to whatever's next. And when it comes up, I can just say, this is the part one. This is the part when I look at myself in the mirror and feel deflated because of what I'm telling myself. This is the part where I want to have sex, but I have trouble enjoying it because I'm feeling discomfort around the way my body's looking. This is the part where I need to unfollow a bunch of influencers on Instagram because their feelings are triggering a bunch of thoughts that I don't like. And it doesn't mean that I'm doing it wrong. It just means that I'm in it. So are you keen to make your own bingo card? I highly encourage you to do this exercise for yourself and see what comes up. I made a bingo card that you can use as a reference and a blank bingo card that you can fill out for yourself. You can access this for free by heading to michellekepler.com forward slash starter and sign up for the kit. If you're already accessed the kit, then you can just log in and find it there the day this podcast episode is released. So that'll be it for today, my friends. I will see you next time. And thanks for listening. If you are loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take this work to a deeper level, let's work together. If you're a resident of Ontario, Canada, we can work together in a clinical setting, both virtually or in person if you want to use acupuncture and Chinese medicine to help with perimenopause, or if you want help managing your mind around the perimenopausal transition and supercharging your confidence and body image, I can help you anywhere in the world. To learn more about your options for working with me, head to michellecapley.com and click on work with me on the overhead menu. I can't wait to talk with you. Thank you.